Listener Production. Shares. Market. The S&P. The ISX. Stocks. Motley Fool Money. Stock of the Week. G'day, I'm Scott Phillips, the Motley Fool's Chief Investment Officer, and welcome to the latest episode of our Marquee Series. Motley Fool's Stock of the Week, where we give you one stock recommendation. We pull back the curtain just a little bit on an active recommendation from one of the Motley Fool services, give you the good oil on the what, the why, and the how of that recommendation. A bit of a taster, if you like, of what you might find if you decide to join the Motley Fool. And of course, as always, we record this both on YouTube, where you get to, well, you have to put up with my ugly mug, and of course, on the Motley Fool Money podcast feed. So wherever you're listening or viewing, thank you for joining us. Speaking of giving thanks, thank you to Benny O for joining us to be this week's analyst and bring us a stock that he wants to talk about. But before we do that, Benny, I need to give the usual disclaimers, the usual rundowns. They are going to make them quick. Let's go. Firstly, we only give general advice, not personal advice. If you're watching or listening to this, you have to decide what's right for you. Go and see financial, seek financial advice if you need to. We can't tell you what you should do, only what we think about a given company. Secondly, so my recommendation right now, the team might change their mind tomorrow, next week, next month. Very unlikely, but they might if circumstances change. So if you're, we're recording this in early December. If you're watching meaningfully after that, just make sure you don't assume that our, our recommendation is still a hold, uh, still a buy, I should say. Speaking of which, uh, we do reserve the right to make changes to that recommendation, as I said, but we're also expecting it to play out over the long term. That is three to five years, possibly even longer, hopefully even longer, if the businesses keep performing. So we're not telling you it's going to go up tomorrow or next week or next month or even next year. We are looking out three to five years and looking for winners, looking for companies that are market beaters over that time frame. All right, that's out of the way, Benny. Let's get stuck into the company you expect to be a market beater over that time frame. The business is one that I have a little bit of a passing interest in, mate. I have used its services before, but I won't tell the story I'll get you to. Tell us about the business called Camplify. Sure. Um, so Camplify is a peer-to-peer digital marketplace that ultimately connects owners of recreational vehicles, what we call RVs, and camper vans, caravans, to potential hirers. So... It's actually right now Australia's largest uh, RV community or sharing community. And I think it's got potential to be the next Airbnb for camper vans, caravans, and motorhomes. Oh, nice. Um, it's a big similar call. to Airbnb. It's a big call, but similar to Airbnb, it doesn't own the properties. Campify doesn't mm. own the vehicles. Um, it's simply acting as an intermediary. What that means, it's providing a two-sided digital platform that enables your RV owners to list their vehicles when it's not in use and earn extra income, I guess, by renting it out to potential holidaymakers like yourself, Scott. Um, but the company's mission is actually to become the largest and most trusted RV, camper van, caravan and motorhome community in the world. So it's trying to build that global brand. And it's got a goal of making van life accessible to all. Nice, I like that. So if you own a, a caravan or a motorhome, you're probably going to use it two, four, six, eight weeks a year. The other 40-something weeks, it's sitting on the driveway or, or maybe, you know, in the street. No one's using it. It's costing you money. You've got to keep it washed and clean, all that kind of stuff. You actually earn some money for a vehicle you already own by renting it out. Similarly, if you're someone who wants to go camping, but you don't have your own vehicle or your own caravan, you might say, well, I don't want to go and spend, a, you know, X thousand dollars, tens of thousands of dollars these days for one. I go rent one for a couple of weeks from somebody on Camplify. Is that, is that kind of the, the, the key story? Yeah, exactly right. Um, probably to paint some color onto the canvas is uh, the business idea. How did it come about? So hmm. ultimately the founder CEO, now his name is Justin Hales. He actually wanted to rent out to uh, a, like a camper van or a, uh, or a motorhome to go for an outdoor adventure. Because as a kid, he was hmm. 
always going with his family, but he wanted to spend this kind of eventual experience with his family and with his wife. Uh, but he couldn't find the perfect van or camper van um, in his local area. Didn't have the, I guess, uh, the accommodating necessi- necessities like pet friendly, air conditioning mm-hmm. and all that. But uh, what he actually noticed was in his neighborhood alone, there was so many RVs sitting idle in driveways, in carports, and he thought, wouldn't it be great if he could just simply hire one of the neighbor's RVs on the weekend? Um, and mainly because, firstly, it, it would be easy and they are nice RVs. <laughs> and secondly, these RVs were never used, so they're just sitting there collecting dust. That, that's the company's story. I get why if you're an RV only, I would rent it out. If you want to go and grab a caravan or a camper van, I get why it might be attractive as a potential user. That's one thing. That can be enough for a good investment story, but it rarely is. We always look for more than just, hey, there's a market there. A market's a good start. You can't do it without a market. But what is it about the company itself, Camplify the business, that's grabbed our attention, Benny? Um, so it is a recent IPO. Um, so it listed in June, um, and it is a business that's been in operation since, I think it's 2014. Uh, it's also got operations in Australia, New Zealand, UK, and Spain. Um, but a few of the reasons why we particularly like it and why it's been recommended in some of our services, it's firstly, it's got a differentiated business model. And this is compared to your traditional RV rental agencies. So what I mean by that, it's, it's got a digital platform, but it's also capital light. So by having this digital platform or sharing platform, it doesn't require the cost to build or own these RVs. Uh, it doesn't require or need to maintain rental locations. And you don't need staff to actually be at these premises. So this is in contrast to the traditional players where they're very capital intensive. They need to buy their own RVs. They need these physical retail outlets, hire a lot of staff. Um, but given Campify is capital light, um, it can actually earn high margins. And currently it's got around 62 to 68 gross margins. Um, on another note, on top of that is that it's got a wide variety of options. Um, a lot of these traditional RV players, they've only got, I guess, a typically a small selection. Uh, they don't have many designs, not many models. You get the fixed type of camper van and, and there you go. Um, so that's one way of Campify is using to differentiate. It's got a lot of variety, a lot of choices. But I mentioned about being on a platform. It's got a lot of, sh- it's got a strong network effects. What I mean by that is that as more owners decide to list their RVs for rent on the Campify platform, you'll likely see or you'll likely attract more hirers to use that Campify as there's more options, like I mentioned. But this in turn improves the value of the marketplace. And once the marketplace is improved, it in turn attracts more RV owners and again, more hirers. And I think this ultimately leads to higher transaction volumes, lower marketing spend, and potentially high customer retentions over time. Uh, secondly, I think uh, what I've been reading and what I've been researching is that customers on both sides of the marketplace, they love the platform. Um, that Campify is offering its platform, its products, they all resonate well with its customers. Uh, and to back this up, it's got 4.6 out of 5 stars on online reviews from around 3,000 people on Trustpilot. So that says something. All the customers are raving about having great experiences, talking about the customer service, they're even saying that the, the platform is very easy to use and they're really appreciative of the affordable pricing on these rentals. And I think overall we're going to see more of these first-time users become returning customers. Um, mm. Thirdly, uh, uh, Campfly does operate in a large and growing market opportunity 
Uh, in Australia alone, there are around 740,000 uh, registered RVs, camper vans. Um, Camperfly currently has around 6,200, which is less than 1% market penetration in Australia alone. So we see a lot of runway for growth for it to expand. And I did mention that it's going internationally. So this market opportunity is even bigger if you consider the other markets it's entering. New Zealand, the UK, the Spain. Uh, so it, it is a huge opportunity at hand. Uh, fourth reason I like to point to is probably around the tailwinds of tourism and travel rebound. So Campify is actually uniquely positioned to, to, to capitalize and to benefit. Uh, we've all been reading about the news about international travel. It's likely to be slower than, I guess, the pickup in domestic lead recovery. So what we'll like to see or what we will be seeing is a lot of Australians spending a lot of their money domestically. We've heard about there's $200 billion stockpile by Australians that would have been spent overseas that's going to obviously remain as spent domestically. Uh, and, and according to the tourism research of Australia, domestic travelling is still below the pre-COVID levels. And so that leaves another runway of growth for it to go back to pre-COVID and there's so many tailwinds to actually drive this. Uh, in fact, there's a few things I'll point to is there's a growing popularity for motorhomes, camper vans, mm. um, and the reason behind that is more, more and more Australians and families, they're opting for these road trips aside from these standard homes um, and they're looking for something different in a domestic holiday. Uh, and by doing this, I think more and more people will appreciate or embrace that outdoor and that van lifestyle. Uh, if you look back in some of the statistics last year, an estimated 14 million people um, took caravan or campers, camper vans as trips. So that's a significant amount, and I think that's going to continue going forward um, in conjunction with all these other tailwinds that's going to go through. Um, the last point I'd like to make th uh, on this case is probably around the company being a founder-led company. So Justin Howe, as I mentioned, he's a CEO. He owns 14% of the company, but he... He runs a business like an owner. He's done every job in the company from writing code to social media to doing marketing campaigns and even speaking to the customers as a customer rep. So, and that's also, I guess, emphasized internally. 89% of his employees actually approve of him um, as an organization. So I think all in all, these are all positives of the company and why we like it. It's a pretty good start, mate. I like it a lot. There are, of course, risks to any investment and we never want to exclude those from a balanced analysis of a company. Before we do, I'm just going to let our viewers and listeners know where else they can get more great stuff from The Motley Fool and for free, by the way. So let's kick off with our podcast feeds. If you're listening to this on Motley Fool Money, you already know about that one, but if you're not, check out Motley Fool Money. Just go to your local podcast machine, uh, search your app store and look for Motley Fool Money. You can also find The Good Oil Podcast. It's called The Good Oil with Scott Phillips officially uh, for SEO reasons, best known to the boffins at the Listener Network. Uh, the Good Oil with Scott Phillips, we interview a whole lot of executives, entrepreneurs and business leaders, experts in their field about what's going on around the world in business, finance, investing and technology. You'll like that one. If you are already listening to those and you want to check out some video versions of some of this stuff. Uh, I'm sorry about that. You're going to have to look at me, but you get to look at Benny. So there's not, there's always something good to be had. Uh, and jump onto our YouTube channel. Just simply go to YouTube, search The Motley Fool Australia. We do Stock of the Week. We do Stocks in Focus. We do 
um, our favorite investment books. We publish some media content that we do. And, of course, we've got some new stuff coming. Just just a quick, maybe even this weekend, we'll see. Maybe this weekend. Uh, some great new content coming on our Motley Fool YouTube channel. Completely gratis, completely free. So make sure you check that out. If you're on the socials and who isn't these days, jump on and follow us. Benny is not yet on Twitter, but I'll get in there. I'll get in there. In the meantime, jump on Twitter or Insta. You can follow me at TMF Scott P on both platforms. Jump onto the Motley Fool AU on both of those two platforms as well. If you're on the Facebook, if Facebook's your thing, Scott Phillips Money is my page. Just facebook.com slash Scott Phillips Money or facebook.com slash The Motley Fool Australia. Motley Fool Money. For more, subscribe to the free newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash listener. Now, of course, mate, as I said, it's not just about the good stuff. Obviously, we like the company a lot. We wouldn't have made a recommendation. So we're not trying to balance out equal amounts of good and bad. What we're trying to do is say there is lots of good about the business and some risks to be aware of. And we always want to make sure that our members behind the curtain, but also here on our YouTube videos, we do stock of the week, our viewers and listeners understand uh, the, the opportunities and the risks. So let's go through some of the risks of an investment in Camplify. Sure. So first risk I'll probably point to is probably competition. Uh, so the business is uh, in its early stages, but if the business continues to scale, it will grab the attention of the well-established incumbents as well as other marketplaces and so-so global players who have more resources to retaliate. Mm. Uh, so a, a potential competitor that I can probably see entering or may potentially enter is probably Airbnb. Uh, if you look through the Airbnb page, you, you see it's expanding in its experience offering and it can easily add I guess, the recreational vehicles and camper vans into its categories. Um, so given it's got a global brand, um, it is a threat and it can capture more people at a more cost-efficient manner. Secondly, I'll probably point towards the execution risks. So Camperfly is still relatively new. It's a young business on the ASX, so it doesn't have a long track record of execution as a publicly traded company. Yes, it's been growing rapidly. Its total bookings, total RVs on its platforms have been continuing to grow at very healthy rates, it's delivered 129% um, two-year revenue compound annual growth rates between FY19 to FY21. So we will be concerned if the company fails or the management fails to continuously execute. And if, if it does, I think this potentially is a risk for it to continue to expand internationally. Uh, last one, uh, it's probably the elephant in the room. COVID is still around. It's, uh, it, hasn't, it hasn't been eliminated. We have vaccines, but new variants may pop up, which we've seen with the Omicron. And, and these may, may take an impact onto the company's traveling, bookings, and it's even higher revenue. So these are definitely key risks that investors should consider. Nice one, Benny. Thank you for summarizing those. They are important risks. And as we say, uh, we're not going to give every recommendation right. Some of those risks are the reasons things go wrong. We never recommend companies that don't have any risks at all because it's not possible. There aren't any. Uh, but of course, understanding the risks helps you know when your investment thesis may have changed or when there might be some value destruction at play. We hope that's not the case with Camplify, but we always bring our risks to the table when we talk to our members. Let's do the patented 30-second, uh, 60-second elevator pitch. Tell me exactly why in 60 seconds or so we should consider an investment in Camplify Holdings. Sure, Scott. So, Customers on both sides of the marketplace love the Camplify platform. It's an online sharing platform that is disrupting traditional players in its industry. It's got a capitalite business model, strong network effects. Uh, it's got high take rates of around 25% compared to Airbnb's 15%. So these are great unit economics that we could see continuing. It's delivered phenomenal growth since inception, but it's still in the early stages of its growth trajectory. Uh, it operates in a large and growing market opportunity 
and management is focused on scaling the business, but also expanding internationally. Uh, the company is still young on ASX. It is a smaller company and there are risks that investors should consider. However, if the company continues to execute well and if it continues to build on its global position and brand, we see it having significant potential to be a multi-bagged opportunity. Mate, that is a very compelling opportunity for a little business that hopes to be the Airbnb of the camping world. Benny, thank you for spending your time and sharing your expertise with us, particularly for our viewers and listeners. And of course, if you are listening, as you are listening to this on uh, the podcast or viewing by YouTube, we appreciate your time. Thanks for spending a bit of time with us to learn a little bit more about the businesses that we like and that are on our scorecards and portfolios across the Motley Fool universe. With that, on behalf of Benny, myself, and the whole Motley Fool team, until next time, fool on. The Motley Fool and people appearing in this program may have positions in the companies mentioned. General advice only. Please speak to your financial professional to understand how it may pertain to your situation. Subscribe to the free newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash listener. The Motley Fool operates under financial services licence 400691. Listener.